Uh, it's a big day in sport. We have game one of State of Origin coming up tonight at the Adelaide Oval, 5 past 6 WA time, New South Wales versus Queensland. And we're going to get into all of that and much, much more with our next guest here on the program this afternoon. She's patiently waiting down the line. I do speak of Fox Sports News presenter Eloise Sawyer. Eloise, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be back. Thank you very much for taking the time. How exciting. We've got game one of State of Origin. Doesn't get much better than this. It absolutely does not get much better than this. This is the most exciting time of year outside, of course, of Clubland Rugby League and Grand Final time. State of Origin is what the two states look forward to. We know um, it's always an intense battle and it always goes up another level in, uh, in State of Origin. So I'm really looking forward to this clash tonight. Have they sold it out in, in Adelaide? No, it's not sold out. So uh, this morning it was 47,000 tickets were sold. The capacity down there is 53,000. So unlikely for it to be a sellout, which is a little bit disappointing being in New South Wales Blues fan. Also, I, can, uh, I would imagine that the Maroons fans would feel the same as well. But um, it is in a neutral venue. So, you know, it probably makes a little bit of sense. There isn't probably as many rugby league fans down there in Adelaide. But outside of that, it'll still be a great atmosphere and no doubt a great game. When it is a neutral game... Is it worth going to Adelaide in the future or should they stick with the likes of a Perth or a Melbourne? Yeah, I don't mind the like, I don't mind giving opportunities to Adelaide and also having it Perth and Melbourne and sharing it around. I think the neutral ground is so important for a battle like this. We know there's three games, so you need to win at least two. Having it on a neutral ground makes it even playing field for both teams and then it returns to either Brisbane or Sydney, Sydney, Brisbane. So I like it being somewhere else. I think, you know, Adelaide, we can only wait and see how it how it turns out tonight or what sort of games um, or what sort of the way the city responds to the game tonight. But um, I'm not opposed to it having done that. They've hosted it once before back in 2020. So, yeah, I, I, I'm open to Adelaide being there. It's great for tourism. I think it's great for the city. And if everyone can get behind it, it's going to be awesome. Oh, well, one thing I will say is if it is in Perth, it always sells out. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to game number one. Cannot yeah. wait. But uh, for New South Wales, no Latrell Mitchell with a calf injury. That's a big blow. Uh, such a big blow. I was actually out there on Sunday night, which was their last big training, big sort of their big last training session before they travelled to Adelaide the next morning. I spoke to Latrell Mitchell as soon as he came off the training track. He fronted up to media. He was talking about how, how excited he was for Game 1, how awesome it was to be back in the New South Wales Blues squad after missing last year uh, with injury. And, you know, we couldn't notice any signs of him having any sort of trouble with that cast. He then did went up. He went up to the medical staff a little bit later and said that he felt something just at the end of training. One of his last drills, he felt sort of something in his calf, and they went and did scans. And as a result, a very minor tear or sign of strain, I should say. In fact, he was almost going to line up for South Sydney. That's how on the cuff he was. Probably could have played, but he put himself. And he put his team before himself and said, I really shouldn't go out there and risk it if it was to get any worse. Or the captain's run uh, yesterday if it was, you know to fail him, that wouldn't be doing the team any justice. So he did pull out. Disappointing for Blues fans, but Crichton comes in. Stephen Crichton comes in. Yes, he's a different player, but he has been having an incredible game back at Clubland for Penrith. He's been doing some awesome things in the centres. So, you know, they are two different players, but I don't think it's uh, certainly not, you know, I mean, Queensland aren't taking it easy now that Latrell Mitchell are out, put it that way. Yeah, Matt Burton will come in as the 18th, so... Uh, there you go, Crichton into the centres. And, uh, yeah, disappointing for New South Wales with no Latrell Mitchell. What about uh, Nathan Cleary? What's going on with his tooth? Yeah, look, he's had a little bit of a 
problem with his wisdom tooth. And apparently he's actually been lingering around all season. It's fine. He's just been monitoring it on and off. And uh, someone got word, and there was reports out the other day that it was, you know, going to perhaps rule him out. Nico Hines has been told he has to be ready to step up and wear the number seven jersey. But from what we understand now, that Nathan's tooth is fine. It's not an issue. It's something he's been dealing with all season. He's been able to handle it and monitor it and do everything right. So the medical staff aren't too concerned. So rest easy that Nathan Cleary will be out there and leading the charge for the Blues tonight and directing his team around the park. What about Payne Haas? Is he okay? There was talk of an ankle injury. Yep, there was an ankle injury, and that happened about a week ago at Blues training. He went down. He was actually stood on by a teammate. He was iced, and he went under all the precaution with the medical team. They sort of monitored it. And on Sunday when I was out there again, I watched him running. He was completely fit on that ankle, showed no signs of having any sort of pain or lifting or anything. So Payne Haas is 100%. And we need Payne Haas in the middle for New South mm. Wales. He is top of the Dally game uh, point scorer for a reason at this point of the season because he has been incredible up there for Brisbane. So I'm hoping he can do a big job tonight. Okay, so what are your thoughts on this blue side? Yeah, blue side, I really like what Brad Fittler's done. Uh, disappointing for Campbell Graham to have missed out given the season that he's having with South Sydney. And now that Latrell Mitchell is out, it would have liked, it would have been nice to see Campbell Graham go in. But outside of that, I like what they've done. I think Luai and Cleary, you know, they have that connection and they have that, um, I suppose, they form... You know, what they do on the field at Clubland, they're going to be able to bring that into origin. They're familiar with one another. They're familiar with each style of play, and I think that's super important. And then with Crichton and Topo there as well, that's completely that right edge of Penrith out there on the left edge for Blues. So I'm really confident. I think Davida uh, Pangai Jr. and his debut, he brings that aggression, and that's what Brad Sutler has asked from him this evening. Nico Hines on debut as well, coming off the bench. It's really exciting. And, yeah, I, I'm, I, honestly, just the countdown is on. It is. Uh, what about what about Queensland? What about Billy Slater's side? Yeah, look, uh, Billy Slater's side, there was a few big omissions from Billy Slater that certainly surprised a lot of people. I think Caelan Ponger missing out and Reese Walsh getting the nod against him surprised many. And also to Hamaso Tabuai Fido getting the nod ahead of Dan Gagai, who Dan Gagai's been a stalwart for the Maroons for so many years and he always delivers on that representative, in that representative arena. So that was, uh, I suppose, a bit of a shock for many people, considering actually that Dan Gagai's numbers on so many levels were better than Hamaso Tabuai's Fido. But in the day, uh, Billy Slater's obviously got a plan and he, uh, he chose his team accordingly. So there's no doubt that New South Wales aren't going into this, you know, thinking it's going to be some easy win down there in Adelaide. They, they're going to be up for it. It's going to be physical and it's going to be exciting. Uh, it's great to see Tabuai Fido into the side, particularly off the back of how well the Dolphins are playing. What are your thoughts on the Dolphins and what they've done in 2023 so far? Oh, absolutely incredible. I think everyone had them, you know, tip, take the wooden spoon for 2023. And Wayne Bennett, once again, is the master stroke, has just surprised so many people. And they've stuck in there with so many games. And they've upset some of those, you know, they're in the top eight. Some of the other teams that are down bottom, the Roosters aren't even inside the top eight. And that would, you, I, if I was saying that half this season, I would have said that you're joking. That that would have happened. So the Dolphins have, you know, they they struggled to recruit a marquee player at the beginning of this year, but they've delivered and uh, they're playing for one another and they're playing some really exciting footy. On to Reese Walsh. Uh, you mentioned him a little bit earlier. Now he's making his debut at full back. Is he ready to play Origin? Well, Billy Slater got pretty defensive when someone asked <laughs> that exact question to him yesterday in Adelaide whether Reese Walsh was ready, and he responded saying, "Have you seen Reese Walsh play?" He's fairly confident in Reese Walsh, and you know he understands probably 
going to be, you know, under attack from the high ball this evening. But he's also been playing some great footy up there for Brisbane. He's electric, he's fast, he's agile. So, yeah, I mean, if Billy Slater's backing Reese Walsh, there's no reason why uh, I would go against that either. All right. So where do you see the game being won and lost tonight, Eloise? Look, I'm going to go for the Blues, but I think it's going to be tight. I'm going to go 12-10 to the Blues, and then we go up for game two to Brisbane in a couple of weeks. All right. Uh, yeah, great game to look forward to. We are speaking to Eloise Sawyer from Fox Sports News here on Sports Drive this afternoon. Eloise, just a couple of other bits and pieces to get into before I do let you go. We'll stick with the NRL for a moment's time because uh, there has been a fair bit of news with Jason Riles and the coaching job at the Dragons. Now, he has rejected uh, an offer to be the head coach of the Dragons and he's accepted a role at the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, this has come as a huge surprise to many people, I believe, because this time yesterday there was even there were suggestions that he could have signed. He signed the dotted line with Dragons right up until like last night or even this evening once the State of Origin game was wrapped up. That's how close it was for him to go down and sign on with the Dragons. And then today he's come out, he's told the Dragons that he no longer wants, or he, he doesn't really, or he, he doesn't want to go to the Dragons and he will be rejecting that offer. And he's now signed to go down to link up with Craig Bellamy. So we know Craig Bellamy's on a year-to-year basis down there at the Melbourne Storm. He'll play, he'll coach on again for next year, but there's every chance that Riles will take that top job in 2025 is what you would believe if you can read between the lines in this situation. So, yeah, a huge surprise for many in the rugby league world that Jason Riles rejected that Dragons top job, but he said it wasn't the right time for him, so perhaps he wasn't quite ready to take on a head coaching role. All right, and why don't we turn our attention to some AFL to finish things off because there has been an update on the Hawthorne racism investigation, the saga that just uh, continued to keep going and going and going, it felt like forever, but uh, Gillan McLaughlin has spoken to the press. And, well, we have an update that uh, Alastair Clarkson, Chris Fagan and Jason Burt have all been cleared. So could you enlighten us on the details? Yes, so Gil McLaughlin fronted up to the media last night at 7.45 Eastern Time for a sort of on-the-spot um, media conference to explain that their findings and their investigation have come to an end, that those three men you just mentioned have been found to have not breached any AFL rules. The complainants agreed that the investigation should be wrapped up with all parties acknowledging the complainants felt hurt and that the manner in which their allegations were leaked to the media was not in any party's best interest. That, of course, was the families that were alleged against these three men. Uh, and, you know, I don't think this is the end of this story. There's every chance this could now go to the Human Rights Commission. But the independent investigation from the AFL has wrapped up and they have found no charges against those three men that we spoke of. Oh, why did it take them so long? Well, I think that, that was the question in everyone's mind that people put to Gil McLaughlin. Why from September 21, 2022 to now has it taken this long? And they didn't even speak to those three men, Chris Fagan, Alistair Clarkson or Jason Burt, for their side of the story. From what we understand is that from all the evidence they had, there was no nothing that they could put forward to then show to those three men to talk about, you know, their side of the story and, you know, perhaps provide evidence to that. So what we can understand is there wasn't enough out there to continue with the investigation and they agreed with all the parties to wrap it up and nothing, you know, no, no findings could be found from it. Also a big night in the AFL because the mid-season draft does take place. So uh, what are your thoughts about the upcoming draft? Yeah, really exciting. Um, Ryan Marrick is the top prospect. He's likely to go number one to West Coast after losing 25 kilograms to boost his chances to get picked up at AFL level. So that's an exciting prospect to keep your eyes on. The Eagles, they've only got one pick after putting Jai Tully on long-term injury list, but not 
Jermaine Jones, who is likely to return in eight to ten weeks. And the best West Australian draft for all your listeners over there in WA prospects are Jack Buller, Rob Hanson Jr., Jaden Hunter, Angus Shoemaker, Ruben Maguire, and Quinton Narkle. So keep your eyes on that. Super exciting. A lot to look forward to. Uh, coming up tonight in the AFL and, of course, in the NRL, we have State of Origin game number one taking place in Adelaide, New South Wales versus Queensland. It doesn't get much better than this. Eloise, it's been a pleasure uh, chatting on the program this afternoon. Thank you very much for taking the time and enjoy tonight's game. Thanks so much for having me. Go the Blues. Thank you. There she goes, Eloise Sawyer from Fox Sports News.